stay standing right with me. I'll just lift your hands right across this place. You know, God loves you today. You know, I've been saying, I said it at Redcliffe this morning and at Morayfield, you know, I don't believe that I'm here tonight. You know, it's great to be a friend of the house. It's great to be here with Pastor Mark and Nina. Just love these guys. But I'm not here tonight just for nostalgic sake. Just for a sake of just, well, this is a nice time. It's a good thing to do. I really believe tonight that the Holy Spirit has something for you tonight. That it's no accident that you're here tonight. It's no accident that Pastor Mark, when he invited me a month or so ago to come up and to share on this weekend, God had a moment in mind for you. He has something that He wants to do in your heart and in your life. So just with every eye closed in this place, hands lifted, just shift your attention to Jesus. Right now, let's just give our attention to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just begin to say His name? Even just under your breath, just begin to say the name of Jesus. Jesus, we love You. We thank You, Jesus. We praise You. We worship You. Jesus, You're worthy of it all. Jesus, You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all, Jesus. We love You. We honour You in this place. Father, I thank You. Lord, for this group of people here tonight, and by Your Holy Spirit, I pray that You touch hearts, change lives. Holy Ghost, minister to people, people who are broken, people who are hurting, people carrying sickness and disease. Father, I pray tonight that by the power of Jesus, that You would come and touch hearts and change lives, heal bodies, heal sickness, Lord. Let depression be gone right now in the Name of Jesus. Anxiety, we speak to You right now in this place. You're gone from this place. You have no right in this place. Set people free. We thank You, Jesus. We thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. If you believe that with me, say amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Now, I'm going to try and do my best tonight because, uh, again, at both uh, Redcliffe and uh, Morayfield, I was just, as I would share, people would, it's like at the moment you're just a group of people, but then as I go along, I see faces. I'm like, hey, hey, good to see you. So I'll do my best to try and like contain myself, but, uh, but it is just, uh, it's so good to be here. So good to see so many faces. Simon Bedville, you're my first one. Pastor Fred at the back there, good to see you. Steve Viliamu, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. So it's just so good just to, uh, so please forgive me if, I, if I'm doing, Alex, how are you? I just, I can't. See, once I start, I gotta, I gotta, gotta try and move on. I just gotta look at the ground for a bit because uh, it, is, it is a real honour and privilege to be here tonight. And uh, I thank you, uh, Pastor Mark and Nina, for having me back to come and share. You know, this is one of the great churches in Australia. And uh, who loves your pastors? I, I, I think you can go there. Who, who loves your pastors? Come on got some of the best pastors in the nation right here and uh and and what a great team as well and uh it's good to see ash on the sound desk how are you ash good to see me there i go again sorry sorry but uh it's just uh it's just so good to be here tonight and uh but i'm really believing that uh that god wants to minister to people tonight and uh, we're gonna have a time at the end where i'm gonna give opportunity if you'd like prayer and uh, we're gonna stand with you and believe God. We're gonna join my faith with yours and let's see God do something amazing in our midst tonight. Amen. Alan Lapworth, how are you? Good to see you. Good, sorry, moving on. Okay, so uh, if you've got your Bibles with you tonight, 
We're going to uh, start in the book of Luke. And uh, there you go. Where's Pastor, Pastor David's gone? Where's he gone? He was here. So uh, he's doing visitation. That'll be right. So um, we're going to start from the book of Luke and uh, chapter 19. And uh, we're going to read from verse 37. If you got that, say amen. amen. This is what it says. Verse 37. Then, as he was now drawing near to the center of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God. A whole multitude of disciples. I wonder here tonight, do I have a whole multitude of disciples here tonight? Do I have any followers of Jesus in the house tonight? It says that the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. With a loud voice. You know, friend, can I tell you tonight, and this is in my notes, I'm just freestyling here, but you know, when we come here into this house tonight, when we come and we begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Can I tell you, don't leave your voice behind. Come with a loud voice. And it's not about being extroverted. It's not about being someone who is, you know, well, that's not who I am. That's not, let me tell you, we all have something to give God praise for. We all have something that we can lift our voices for. Because can I tell you tonight, as we sang, He is worthy of it all. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of my voice. He is worthy of me coming and lifting up and saying, Jesus, you are the one that I praise. You are the one. You are worthy of my praise. You know, I love that these disciples, they, they lifted up their voices. They gave praise for the mighty works they'd seen, saying in verse 38, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And then some of the Pharisees, everyone go, boo, Pharisees, boo. Some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. You know, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that We've got these two distinct groups of people. And see, the Pharisees weren't, like the, the verse we read before said that the disciples were giving praise to God for the mighty works they had seen. Can I tell you, the Pharisees saw the same mighty works. It's not like they hadn't seen them. It's, it's not like they were something that were hidden from them. They had seen the same mighty works, yet one response is one of praise. The other one is to go, shh, quieten down. And you know, our world today would tell you to shush and to quiet down. Our, our world that we're living in right now, who thinks the world's gone a bit nuts? Who thinks the world's a bit crazy? Who, you know, you walk outside the door and you're like, oh my goodness, what is going to happen today, right? It, it's all gone a bit crazy. You know, our world wants you to be quiet. Our world wants you to, to shh, keep a lid on it. Don't shh. Don't. But you know what? I believe tonight that God is coming back for a people who would give Him praise, for a people who will lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, that's good preaching tonight. For people who will lift up the name of Jesus. Derek Richardson, how are you? Good to see you. Just see you back there. <laughs> How's Lisa? She right? Good to see you, mate. We'll catch up afterwards, hey? The Pharisees saw no reason to give praise to Jesus. Yet the disciples, the followers of Jesus, lifted up his name. In verse 40 said, He answered and said to them, I tell you that should these keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. The, some versions say the stones would give praise to God. You know, tonight I want to share with you a simple message reasons to give praise. Reasons to give praise. And uh, I want you to help me out a bit tonight. We're gonna get, be a little bit interactive. Is that cool? You with me? 
You with me? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, some of you are unsure. John Harmer, how are you? Good to see you. I'm being interactive. Let me be interactive. As, we, as I go along, we look at these different praise things. I'm gonna, we're going to have a like, little praise breaks along the way. We're going to have a little praise break. I want you to clap your hands and give praise to God. Is that cool? Can we do that? All right, so wait for the cue. All right, you, you'll know it. And, uh, and we're going to get a bit interactive tonight. You know, praise, praise is a funny thing, right? I was thinking about praise, you know, like, in one sense, like, praise is like, it's never static. Like, I used to praise my son when he was little, when he started to walk. But I don't praise him for that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've kind of moved on from that, you know? Like, I used to praise him for using the toilet. You know, I don't, I don't praise him for that anymore. That would be, like, weird. You could say, that's weird if, you, if I was doing that, right? And so, so stat- you know, praise is never static. Like, it kind of, it shifts and it moves, you know? Like, there were things that used to give praise. You know, you know we, we give praise for things that we don't understand, right? I don't know what that kernel does with those 11 secret spices. But let me tell you, there's a praise that comes into my heart. Whenever I, oh, can you, are you with me tonight? And just the smell of those chips. Ooh, I don't know what it is about those chips. Actually, I don't know. Does anyone know? Anyone work at KFC? Anyone tell me? <laughs> give praise for things that we don't understand. Have you ever accepted praise for something that you didn't do? Have you ever done that? Have you ever, have you ever like taken credit for something and gone, oh yeah, 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 all good, yeah, yeah. But you, you know that you had absolutely nothing to do with it or you had no idea what was going on. I, I want to, you know, uh, this church has, um, has a great history of doing work in Cambodia and uh, I was lucky uh, right at the early stages to, to be part of that, to be part of uh, taking teams over to Cambodia and just being involved with schools and, and doing all sorts of things and churches. And, and it's just been, uh, it was just great time for the, for the church and some of the things we're doing over there. And I, and I remember at the time, we, we'd gone a couple of times and then we had this bright idea of putting on this big concert, of doing a big outdoor concert and uh, we're gonna share the gospel and, and sort of plan all these things, work with local churches. And it was my job to organize. Now you gotta understand at the time, like, I think we had a team of uh, close to 30 people going over. And, uh, and at that time, and uh, I don't know now, but at that particular time there, like the, the cost of that exercise was like around the $30,000 mark. Now this, this was like one of the biggest exercises that this church had ever done. And I was entrusted with making it happen, right? And uh, I was entrusted with taking over this team of people and, 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 and they were, you know, paying their money to come along and be part of the trip. And, and there was all this pressure to make this thing happen. And, uh, and I remember uh, we had done a whole bunch of stuff throughout the week and, and it was going really well. And then it came to the concert. Now the concert was like the pinnacle moment. It was the moment where we had invited people and, and they were to come along and, and we set up this, we paid for this stage. And uh, I, I don't really know what we paid for, but we just paid for stuff and things happened and, uh, and, and we're working with the local churches and, uh, and your pastor, Pastor Mark, he was gonna be sharing that night and uh, giving the, the gospel message and doing all of that. And we saw lots of people saved. Remember that lady was deaf and she got healed. Like it was unbelievable, right? All these great things happened. But, uh, but you see what they do over there is because it's an honor culture, uh, they had a special seat designed for Pastor Mark. And so he would sit literally right down the front with like, um, just a moat around him almost, like just this space around him. And he sat there with the, uh, with the deputy governor and they, they sat together in these fancy chairs and had like assistants around them. And I think someone was fanning him or something like that. So he might've asked for that, I'm not sure. But, 
You know, like, and, and it was just this moment and, and we got the concert going on. I remember Jason was there and uh, Selena was there and we were leading, Alex was there and, uh, and we're leading the band and doing that. Rob was on the sound desk and uh, we got all these things going on and, and, and I'm talking to the team there and, uh, and I said to them, um, I said, so like, what's, like, what's going on? Like, how, how we, like, is there a run sheet? Right, because in churches you have run sheets, you have things that show you times and when things are supposed to happen and all this. And they said, "Oh yes, Pastor, yes, but we have a run sheet." I was like, "Fantastic! Can I please see the run sheet?" And so they handed me the run sheet. Now the problem with the run sheet, it was written entirely in Cambodian. I had no idea what was happening, and uh, and so right at that point in time of of receiving that uh, that run sheet. Uh, Pastor Mark happened to be there. Pastor Mark just sort of bumped me. He was like, it's going good? I'm like, yeah, it's going great. Yeah, it's going good. So, so yeah, yeah, everything's, everything's organized. You're happy? You think, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Heaps happy. Things are going good. Do you know what's happening tonight? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what's going on tonight. Yep. Yep. Basically, uh, you'll come up and speak. And yeah, it's got it all here. And Pastor Mark he puts his arm around me. He goes, you're doing a great job, JB. This is amazing what you've organized. I'm going, yeah, yeah, so good. Yep, so good. I, I know exactly what's going on. You know, like I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what we were doing. I had no idea. I had to get Pastor Chin to translate it for me. And even then, I still had no idea what was going on. But, uh, you know, praise comes in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. It comes to us in all lots of different ways. You know, the Bible talks about praise a lot. You know, in, in our church service, we actually have a part of our service called praise. Where we, where we come and we give praise to God. It's, it's, it's a part of who we are. It's a part of what we do in church life. We hear messages all the time about the power of praise and the, uh, and, and, and the importance of praise and, and all those sorts of things. But I wonder sometimes, do we know why we give praise? Because I think when you know why you praise, the power of that praise becomes that much more effective. I think when you have reasons why to praise, then the act of praise becomes that much more impotent, becomes that much more powerful when you have a reason for your praise. And so simply tonight, I'm gonna give you some reasons for praise. Is there in no particular order? These aren't anything like that at all. There may be more that you wanna add to this, but I wanna just give you some reasons tonight to praise. Is that cool? Can we do that? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? I think they do, that's good. All right, first one. Reason to give praise. Good reason to give praise is for the gospel. Where else do you begin other than the message of grace and truth of Jesus Christ? You know, the message of Jesus is so different to that of the world. You know, his, his message is in stark contrast to other religions and philosophies that we see in our world today. You know, science will tell you they're just a clump of cells that just happen to come together and it just happened to be what it is and you just came about luck of the draw. You know, sociologists would tell you that you're just a product of your environment and your background, and it's that, those things that direct your path. Buddha and other Eastern religions would tell you that if you do good, act good, say nice things, then everything good will come back to you. You know, the message of our society today, I believe, is one that of doing what's right for you. You do what's good for you, that you set your own moral boundaries. But you know, if you're a follower of Jesus, the message of the gospel is completely different. You know, the message of Jesus, the, the message of grace and truth, which culminates in the person of Jesus Christ. You know, grace is the unmerited favour of God. It's, it's Jesus loved you and me before we loved Him. You know, the message of grace is that, is that I was loved and favoured, not because of anything that I've done, not because of my deeds or my wealth, but because of who He is. 
and it's a message of truth. The truth is that you and I are sinners and incapable of helping ourselves. We needed someone to make us whole. And Jesus is the only one that can save us. You know, this is so radically different to all other beliefs, patterns, practices, religions around the world. Because other beliefs will make you and I the center or the bridge to that joy, to that fulfillment, to that peace, healing, salvation, whatever it is. Whereas the gospel always makes Jesus the center. The gospel makes Jesus the thing. So if you need joy, go to Jesus. If you need fulfillment, go to Him. If you need peace, go to Jesus. If you need healing today, it's found in Jesus. If you need salvation, go to Jesus. See, Acts, uh, Acts 4.12 says this, for there is, nor is there salvation in any other. No, there's no other way. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So what can you praise God about? What can you have a praise for tonight? You can have a praise because of the message of the gospel, the message of grace and truth. You know, this morning, the, the best thing that happened this morning was at Redcliffe and Morayfield, we saw four people give their life to Jesus. Four people respond to the message of the gospel. Come on, we can give God a bigger praise than that. Four people who are dead in sin are now alive in Christ. That's amazing. That's, that's the best thing. That's the best thing that happened today. That's the best thing, right? It's the message of the gospel. We can give praise for the message of the gospel. You know, every single person here, every single one of us can give praise to God because of the gospel. So come on, I wonder why now, can we take five seconds and give praise to God for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Come on, let's give Him a praise in the house tonight. All right, second thing for the gospel, you can give, the reason give God a praise is for the church. You can praise God for the church. Now, understanding in saying this, that maybe for some people here tonight, that may make you feel a bit uneasy. Now, there, it, it would be foolish of me to say that there has been no challenges in the church, in the history of the church. Pastor Mark agrees, clearly. You know, and, and tonight, in all seriousness, tonight, I don't want to be oblivious to those things or just brush those things off because the church has caused pain at times. And, and please hear my heart tonight that if you're someone who has suffered or had something wrong done by you in the life of the church, then, then my heart is for you and, uh, and, and I believe for restoration for you in that. But I also want to say tonight that the church has done overwhelmingly good for people and society. That the church is the place of encounter and community. It's the place where we encounter God and we have community one, one with another. You know, personally, church is something that I've devoted much time, finance, skill, given myself towards. You know, here in this place, you know, I, I remember first coming here and the carpet was blue, right? The walls were all like this kind of off-white colour. You know, uh, the stage looked very different to this. Um, very, very different. And... Uh, and, and it's something that, that I willingly gave myself to, my time to, my energy, my skill to. And, and let me tell you, I did that way before I was employed for it. But you know, the church is something that we should give God praise for. You know, the church is the place where heaven and earth meet. It's, it's the place of supernatural. It's the place where, where, where we come together. You know, you and I, when we were saved, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, what happened in that moment? 
is the supernatural came in contact with your natural. And it's the place where the two come together. And I believe that in church, that as we come together corporately, as we stand here as a group of believers, it's the place where the supernatural and the natural come together. And let me tell you, when the supernatural touches the natural, something's got to give. Something's got, that's why you see people fall over. That's why you see people crying or laughing or, or things like that going on. That's why you see people set free. It's because it's the place of the supernatural coming together. And when you can give praise to God, because in church we get to do that in one place, in one accord. As we gather here today, we, we, we can worship and, and, it's the, and it's the place where we encounter His presence, where the two come together. You know, the church is a place of healing and wholeness and salvation and moves of the power of God. Something always happens. You know, there's been times in my life where those encounters with God, those moments where those two things collided, they've just, they've totally radicalized and changed my life. You know, I went through a season in my early 20s where I, I, had, a, I had a beef against church. I've, I've been there. I, I, I know what that was like. I, I can honestly say that I didn't have an issue with God. I never felt like my faith was in jeopardy, but my, my, my encounter, my deliberate um, action towards church just was non-existent. Didn't really want a bar of it. Didn't really, wasn't really interested in it. Uh, I would go to church out of habit and because my mum still used to make me lunch every day and I want to keep her happy. <laughs> mum, see those lunches you make are very, they're a big deal, all right? Kept me in the kingdom. But I, 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 was, I wasn't into church. You could probably say I was, I was a spectator. I would be there, I would sit, but I had no no didn't take any part in it. But you know, I went along to a, a young adult event like you've got coming up. And, uh, and I went purely because um, I didn't really have much else to do. And, uh, and I remember I, I sat at the back and the thing went on and Pastor Russell Evans was speaking at this event. And, and I remember at, in that, he, he, I don't even know he even knew me, but he called me out and brought me to the front. And all I know is that in that moment, Something of the presence of God, something of the, of the heavenly came in contact with my earthly. Something of the supernatural came upon me. And where I started here, by the time I woke up, I was right back there. I don't know how, I don't know what happened, but I encountered the presence of God. And church is a place where we encounter the presence of God. It's in those spaces and those meetings where, where, where we encounter Him, where, where heaven and earth collide in us, comes together in us. And it's in those places that, that we, are, we are changed and set free. And, and from that moment, from that encounter, I decided from that place that I was gonna live my life for church. I was gonna live my life for God. I was gonna live my life serving and putting God's house first. It changed my life, changed my whole trajectory, changed everything about me in that place of encounter. You know, the church is a place that we need to give God praise for. It's a place where you find your purpose where your character and is shifted and molded and changed. I don't know about you, but I met my wife at church. Anyone here tonight, you met your spouse at church? Come on, it's a good place. See, Pastor, you, your husband's got to learn here from Pastor Mark, right? That's a, that's a free hit for you right there. I gave you to, to cheer on your wife and some of you missed it. So I'm just going to rewind and just do that again, all right? So I met my wife at church. Any other one here can say they met their wife? I want to give your wife a praise. There you go. There you go. All right, take it or leave it, whatever you want. 
You know, so many people in my world, my family, my friends, you know, the church has given my kids, aunties and uncles, grandmas and grandpas. You know, we should praise God for His church. So can we take five seconds right now and give God a praise for His church? Come on. It'll do your heart good. All right. So we got the gospel, we got the church. Third one's the Holy Spirit. Another reason you can give praise to God is for the Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. And in case you're not sure, I wanna give you some reasons why you can praise Him for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the helper who teaches and reminds us. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Man, I can't remember where my keys are half the time. I can't. I forget things all the time. Thank God for the Holy Spirit to remind us and to teach us and to help us. You know, we all need reminding in our walk. We all need reminding of the goodness and the grace of God. We all need reminding of the saving work that He's done us. We all need reminding of these things all the time. You know, the Holy Spirit is there to remind you. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. John 16, uh, 7 and 8 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. Everyone say, he will convict the world of sin. Not Facebook, not comments, not posts, nothing like that. The Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. You know, don't ever become complacent with conviction. You know, I believe that, uh, that, that a good habit, a good thing to build into your life, particularly if you're a young person here tonight, is become friends with conviction. Allow conviction to be something that you're familiar with. You know, it's conviction that kept me on the straight and narrow. It's conviction that kept me following God. It's conviction that, that when, when things became easier, I could have made different choices. It was a conviction that, the convictions that I had that kept me following God. You know, make conviction your friend. Make conviction something that you're familiar with. Be familiar with that still, quiet voice that says, don't do that. Don't go that way. Don't make that choice. Don't go to that place. You know, make conviction your friend. Another thing, the Holy Spirit dwells in believers and fills them. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 says, do you not know that you're a temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You and I are carriers of the Holy Spirit. I shared a bit about this this morning. You know, we gotta recognise that we carry the gift of God. We carry the Holy Spirit and our world doesn't need your intellect. Our world doesn't need your personality. Our world doesn't need your Instagram followers. Our world needs the person of the Holy Spirit. Our world needs you to carry His Spirit everywhere you go. Can I get an amen? We need to carry the Holy Spirit. That you and I, we are filled with the Spirit and we need to carry that everywhere we go. You know, it's so important. That's why, again, church is so important because if you cannot tune in to the Holy Spirit here, then God bless you for what you do out there. We need to, we need to attune ourselves in to the Holy Spirit. Walk in step with the Spirit, the Bible says. Another thing, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts to believers. 1 Corinthians 12. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one 
for the profit of all. Uh, I'll just, for the sake of time, you can go on and you can read there. There's a bunch of gifts that are given to us. There's word of knowledge, there's, there's healing, there's uh, uh, prophecy, discerning spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation, wisdom. There's all things listed there that the Spirit gives to us. And it finishes with this. as the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one as He wills. You know, every single one of us here tonight has access to the gifts of the Spirit. It's not limited to staff members, not limited to Pastor Mark. It's not like Pastor Mark needs it more than everyone else because he's the pastor. No, all of us need the gifts of the Spirit. All of us have access to those gifts. You know, I love that the Word of God, right at the start, before it lists everything, it says that these gifts are given for the profit of the individual. No, for the profit of, of, of making money or doing that. No, no, it's given for the profit of all. That the gifts of the Spirit are to better all of us. That they're available to all of us. That each one, as the Spirit wills, they're available by faith. Do you believe that tonight? These gifts are available to you and I. The Holy Spirit sanctifies and enables believers to bear good fruit in their lives. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. As we engage in the Spirit in our everyday, ordinary lives, I believe we are to bear the fruit of the Spirit. We recognise Him. Every day. You know, I love the simplicity of Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. We were in Cambodia. Kent, I realised after, you just tweaked that, didn't you? So, said, Good Morning, Jesus, was the message that Kent, and, and it just stuck. I remember in Cambodia, just people just grabbing hold of that message. It's the simplicity of that message. Good Morning, Holy Spirit. You know, He is available to you and I every day. Every day. Don't go a day without the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't go a day without neglecting that gift that God's given to each and every one of us. That we had to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We had to live in that power of Him. Can we take five seconds and give praise to God because of the Holy Spirit? You can give praise to God for the Holy Ghost. Let's get uh, Jason, come back up with the band. We're almost done. Fourth thing, we can give praise for is dead things to life. You know, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. Luke 19, we read that Jesus, descending down from the Mount of Olives on his way into Jerusalem. And the Bible mentions a number of times about the Mount of Olives You know, it's the place where Jesus ascended to heaven. But do you know that the Mount of Olives was used as a cemetery for 3,000 years and that they they reckon there's approximately 150,000 graves on that site. So what does all this mean? When Jesus is riding on that colt and descending down towards Jerusalem, as he's making his way in and prays and and the, um, the Pharisees rebuke, the disciples, and they tell Jesus to tell him to be quiet. And he points to these stones. You know, Jesus isn't pointing to the pebbles on the path, as it were, or just rocks kind of in the landscape. But He's pointing at tombstones. He's, he's pointing at the grave. He's pointing at stones that we use to mark grave sites. So in this moment, Jesus isn't just making a commentary about creation giving praise to God, although creation does give praise to God. Creation does point to a creator. 
But that's not what Jesus is doing in this moment. What He's pointing at is saying to these Pharisees, He's saying, see these dead things here, these things that have no life, these things that have come and gone in their past and they're buried here in this place. Even these dead things will give praise to God. Even these dead things will will find a voice and will worship and praise and bring glory and honour. Even these things, they will respond to Jesus. And simply I wanna close with this tonight. That maybe in your life, maybe in your walk with God, maybe there's things in your world that at the moment they're dead. They're lifeless. No answer. No way forward. Maybe you're carrying a sickness or disease. But the doctor said, there's nothing else we can do. Maybe, maybe you're dealing with depression or anxiety and it feels like you just can never shake that thing off. Maybe there's a, a deadness in your relationship with your spouse or in a, with a family member or important somebody in your world that seems like it will never, never breathe again. Maybe you're here tonight and even in your relationship with God, you feel like there's a deadness there. You feel like there's a, there's a barrier, there's a blockage there. Friend, I'm here to tell you tonight that even those things will give praise to God. Even those things, even those things that seem like they're lost will give praise to God. Your sickness will one day give praise to God. Your challenge will one day give praise to God. Your issue, your thing, your depression will one day give praise to God. Because my Bible says that everything comes under the name of Jesus, that His name is exalted high above, that, that we, can, we can come into a place where, where, where we can, those things that seem lost and broken and no more, friend, they'll give praise to God. I wonder right now in this place if you can stand with me. Come on, can we give God a shout of praise in this place? right now with every hand raised, every eye closed in this place. You know, I really feel tonight that you're here in this place and you're carrying a dead weight. You're carrying a burden. assignment here tonight, what I believe God here tonight is to tell you that those that thing will give praise to God. That thing will bow its knee to the name of Jesus. That challenge you're facing, you don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to live with that thing anymore. That doubt, that sickness, whatever, whatever it is. But I believe tonight that that thing will give praise to Jesus.